0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Officially now, the city of Hamilton in stage three of reopening, which includes things like bars, gyms, and playgrounds. And that's all well and good, but how do you mitigate the risk of COVID-19 transmission? Well, Dr. Zan Chagla is a St. Joe's infectious disease physician, and he joins us uh, to talk about that. Good morning, and I know it's been a busy time for you. Yeah,
1: I, uh, I can't say it's been a quiet few months, but uh, but glad we're getting to this point for sure.
0: Is it two months or was it this? It's actually two months.
1: Uh, few months. Uh, yeah, few <laughs> months. Yeah. Together, right? You know,
0: isn't it interesting, though, doctor, that when we start to talk about this and, you know, back when and I was talking to to somebody one of the things I saw was a sign on Facebook said that this New Year's Eve is going to be special because I'm gonna the person said I'm gonna be staying up on New Year's Eve not to see the new year in but to make sure that 2020 leaves us who would have thought doctor who would have thought New Year's Eve of this past year would result in what we've gone through now
1: yeah you know the funny thing is the irony is on uh, it was New Year's Eve last year I get a an email from an international kind of list server that goes through kind of what's going on in the world and you know, there's minor things but there was just this quick note on December 31st saying there's a, a cluster of pneumonia cases in uh, in Wuhan China without a, a um uh an etiology and, you know we see those and say okay maybe it's influenza it's something you haven't diagnosed it's fine and yeah sitting here six months later and oh yeah that was actually a real
0: thing right so now let's talk uh, about uh stage three hamilton is in it uh, everybody is really excited about doing that uh one of the things that i'm curious about for myself is um i've been contacted by the gym that i go to basically saying mm-hmm. okay we're we're reopening um you have to make an appointment off the top but Talk about some of the uh, things that people can do to stay healthy if they decide to go back to their gym.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, the whole theme of Phase 3 is we're opening stuff up. It doesn't mean that everything is back to normal by any means. We still are living with COVID, and so... The big thing for, for phase three is, is preventing transmission indoors as much as possible. And, and some of that you mentioned is just controlling the number of people in a particular place that, such that everyone can distance appropriately. Um, it's always important, again, for everything is if you're having the minorest of the minor symptoms that you exclude yourself from going to public settings and get tested as much as possible. Um, and then if you're feeling well and able to go to the gym, that's fine. Um, I would still try to wear a mask in the gym kind of the second you step within it. Try to just get your workout done uh, as effectively as possible. Um, You know, if you need to use the treadmill and there's already, it's very hard to distance or people are using the treadmill, be, be adjustable too, you know, the part of um, uh, maintaining these population controls within indoor settings means that we can't do everything that we wanted to do normally. Uh, and so you, you have to be a bit flexible, um, try to, you know, just get into the gym, get out of the gym, do your changing and everything else at home, do your showering at home, that type of thing. Um, but I think it's the other part is just wearing a mask all indoors. And, and, you know, the gym is not, you um, not devoid of COVID by any means um uh you know for mild to moderate exertion it's it's fine to be wearing the mask and we we're seeing a lot of the sports leagues uh where where people are wearing a mask as part of their workouts who are kind of high-end athletes um and um and uh and yeah that's basically it we you know there is a case study of of uh some people in uh, South Korea would associate with some fitness dance classes that did have transmission of the COVID virus. So it's not necessarily that they're completely the safest setting. There's been transmitted, transmission noted in the setting. But I think if you're masking, you're spacing, you're being thoughtful, you're cleaning and washing your hands appropriately, you probably buy most of the benefit there from, from preventing
0: transmission. Now, the other part of this, though, doctor, is when the people go to the gym, of course, they do sweat. You know, sometimes, uh-huh. sometimes droplets, I'm, I'm trying to be gentle here. Sometimes <laughs> droplets leave people's mouths. That yeah. is not a very flattering, you know where I'm going on this. And I know that yeah, we yeah. we're talking about how far the droplets go and what, what have you. Um I really can't see people, even myself, going to, uh, you know, like the ab machine or doing, you know, the biceps or whatever and wearing a mask because that would be a little uncomfortable. It, medically, should we be doing that or not?
1: I, I don't think there's a reason not to. Again, masks are, aren't meant to stop oxygen from coming in or carbon dioxide coming out. They're meant to filter it appropriately. They're just... Uh, a, a barrier that's in the way for all of those droplets to, to, to pass out of us in that sense and protect others. So, you know, there's, there's certainly a lot of different mask models available. You can pick one that's a bit more comfortable and breathable. But it's important, as you mentioned, if you're really, you know, grunting and, and, uh, and really the droplets are flying out of your mouth, that's relatively high risk, right? Like if you're seeing that heavy breathing and grunting, that's relatively high risk. So that's a, a, a setting where, Masks are pretty appropriate, and again, if you um, uh, are feeling a bit short of breath while wearing the mask, particularly with heavy exertion, I would make the argument to make the trade-off to minimize the exertion rather than taking off the mask in that sense.
0: Doctor, uh, our guest is uh, St. Joe's Infectious Disease Physician, Dr. Zane Jagla, talking about uh, the stage three and, and what we can expect to, uh, to look at. Uh, doctor, looking long range, because everybody, we always like to talk about the, if you will, finger quote here, new normal. Uh, when we get back to whatever normalcy our lives is, do you see what we've just talked about, for example, from a gym standpoint, being a part of our lives for the next little while? And I'm not talking weeks, I'm talking months.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think so, right? Like we all want to open up society. We all want to get back to some semblance of normal. We want all want people to work and be able to be active and go to restaurants and do all the things that that gave them pleasure in the in the past. The problem is, is COVID is going to be with us without some sort of biologic control, and and even we we're not getting rid of this in Canada anytime soon. Um, uh, And so, you know, without these controls in place, you're really setting yourself up for uh, an episode of transmission or transmission within the community. So, you know, until things get better, until we actually have some sort of biologic intervention or vaccine to deal with COVID, we're going to have to deal with, you know, I don't think there's any issue with opening things up appropriately and thoughtfully. But we're going to have to deal with some controls in terms of opening them up. And, and unfortunately, that's just the name of the game right now. We'd rather keep everyone safe, uh, keep our healthcare system preserved, keep you know, our vulnerable people safe, um, but still allow for people to have some of those freedoms that give them joy and, and happiness and, and, uh, and, and good health, um, uh, just doing it as, as protected as possible.
0: You know, doctor, I'm I'm wondering, you know, you uh, talk about uh, the vaccine, which I know everybody's working feverishly on. And uh, the, all the experts say that doesn't mean even if they announce now that they have a vaccine, they've got to go through clinical trials and what have you. Um I'm wondering, is it going to be a case, in your opinion, the same people who say that they don't get a flu shot for whatever reason are probably the ones who said we won't be getting a COVID-19 vaccine because uh, we think that this disease is, is overblown. I know from a medical standpoint, that's probably something that you don't want to deal with.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's with, I mean, this is not unique to vaccines. With every intervention you bring, I mean, we're seeing it with masking too, but even, you know, uh, people with cardiac disease, through the respiratory disease, you know, they, they will, um, you know, create their own science or, or consider the science inappropriate, consider vaccination a, an infringement of personal rights and a, a danger. And, 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 you know, the the argument and 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 the 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 method is just to educate to 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 try to reach out to try to alleviate some concerns but with every population with a vaccine or an intervention you're going to have a majority that are willing and ready population uh minorities that are people that are full deniers and you just have to kind of accept that fact Uh, and then there's probably a population where um they're they're you know malleable and they can go one way or another based on that Uh, and that's the population where you know education outreach positive behavior change really avoiding that that stigmatization or discrimination usually helps bringing them over to the side of of doing stuff for the greater public good but um it's, it's always hard and and you know doing things again for the greater public good rather than personal protection uh, is, a, is a concept that, that's a bit higher level. And, and it, it really, most people do embrace it, but some people are very much, if it's not going to give me any direct benefit, why would I put something in my body? And, and unfortunately, other than education, reaching out to them, it's one of these things we have to accept as part of our vaccination campaigns.
0: Now, one of the things we should talk about as well with, uh, you know, Hamilton and stage three. And uh, we have seen and we hope this is not the case, as we've seen, uh, Dr. The. Uh the videos of what's happening down in the states in Florida and Texas and Arizona and California where people go to uh, bars and basically just act act like my term, act like mm-hmm. yob's. Um, when people are going to a bar in the Hamilton area now that we're in stage three, uh, can you give some advice to them as to what to do or not to do? Of course, making sure that we have the proviso that alcohol is not a factor in any of these situations.
1: Right, and that, that, that is a tricky part of this, is alcohol does affect behavior, but, you know, I, I think the, the new expectation for bars is that mingling, that going to the bar to get a free, you know, to to, to order your own drink or self-serve drinks, um, you know, that is probably not going to be coming back anytime soon. Going to a bar should be, in people's mind, the same experience as going to a restaurant, that you're sitting at the table you're ordering alcohol from your server. You're you're staying with the people at that table, and then you're going home after you're done, basically. And and it is not a the same as you know we're going to a bar on a Friday night to go you know mingle with a few different people to, to see who's there and chit chat with them. It is really just uh, um, that uh, that you know you're you're using this almost as a restaurant basically to have a few drinks and enjoy them with. People that are very close to you, or people that you want to be there with, as long as you're distancing, you know, uh, appropriately, uh, and then you're leaving afterwards. In that sense,
0: doctor, and there's
1: still no no issues with going to the patio. It's still beautiful weather. There's Still no issues with being in the patio, particularly people who think they have much more risk or. Feel a bit uncomfortable with staying indoors. There's no reason why not to do to have those drinks outdoors rather than indoors.
0: Doctor, you talk about beautiful weather as uh, as we get to the end of uh, of the summertime. Uh, the other part of this, of course, playgrounds are now uh, open. They're outdoors and they're ventilated. And I run through Gage Park all the time. And I got to tell you, Doctor, there were times where I, I just wanted to go to one of those. Uh, I'm not even sure what they're called, the jungle gyms or whatever, and basically do pull-ups like I did in the past, but the yellow tape was there. I want you to know, doctor, now that the playgrounds are open, I will not be knocking over a five-year-old kid so I can go and do (laughs) pull-ups. However, however, uh, that is a great place to be outdoors for kids to uh, become kids, right?
1: No, a hundred percent. And realistically, I think playgrounds got lumped into all of this. You know, playground we open pools early. I think playgrounds don't don't aren't that much higher of a risk. I mean, we're talking in the summertime of of putting kids back in the classroom. About you know some of the, these measures for children where they're going to be a bit more contained uh, together. You know, a playground where it's outdoor ventilated. We know UV light is relatively sterilizing. Um, parents can teach their kids how to practice relatively good hand hygiene. I think they're they're great settings for kids to blow off their steam. And, and to be fair, I think they should be open probably across the provinces. I think they're relatively low risk. But, you know, the kids in Hamilton and Niagara who have the privilege of doing it this weekend, feel free to. The only thing I'll say to parents is if the playground you're going to is mad packed, think of another place to go. That's it. Like, uh, you know, just just be wary that a lot of people are coming out of the closet to, to do the things that they missed out on or take their kids to experiences that they missed out on. Um, but, you, you, you know, again, we're going to have to be patient in this new phase that if things are busy, there's lots of people around. Those aren't necessarily the settings you want to be stuck in. Um, and, and maybe it's time to figure out another place to go or think of another time to go. In there.
0: And a uh, heads up for the parents that if you see a guy in Gage Park uh, who uh, uh, is not quite the runner that he used to be, thinks he runs like a gazelle, runs like a hippo, and is coming toward the equipment, don't have the kids be scared. I'm really friendly. I just want to do some exercises. So, Dr. Zane Chagla from St. Joe's Infectious Disease Physician, a, a look at what people can expect now that we're in Stage 3. Thank you very much for the time. Much appreciated.
1: No problem. All the best.
0: That is a look at what uh, we are now doing in Hamilton in Stage 3. We say the bars and the gyms and the playgrounds. And, uh, yeah, it's true. I, you know, run through Gage Park, and I saw the yellow tape all the time. And, up, oh, can't go there, can't go there, stay away, stay away. So uh, the warm weather continues, and hopefully people will be um, getting a chance to do that. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900-CHML.